Hello, you are listening to At Any Rate, JP Morgan's global research podcast, where we look at the stories behind the biggest themes in fixed income, currency, and commodity markets. I'm Toru Sasaki, head of Japan Markets Research, and joining me today are three colleagues from the Japan Research Team in Tokyo. Ayako Fujita, senior economist, Takahumi Yamaki, head of Japan Fixed Income Research, and Rie Nishihara, head of Japan Equity Strategy. Today is July 22nd, 2022, and we are going to touch on BOJ's monetary policy decision announced on Thursday, July 21st, and also update on recent Japanese economy and market developments. The comments in this podcast are based on several reports we published recently, and those are available on the JP Morgan Markets website for institutional investors' clients. Okay, Fujita-san, the Bank of Japan kept their monetary reporting on change at their meeting on Thursday, July 21st. Could you explain your views on the decision? Okay, um, decision was broadly expected and can be justified with the current level of the BOJ core inflation of around 1%. At the press conference, Kuroda reiterated no intention to change the policy setting, including YCC, stating a first rise in wages is necessary for inflation to rise on a sustainable basis. This sounds very dovish. But I think the fact that the BOJ lets its inflation outlook is worth noting this time. The BOJ's core inflation outlook was raised from 1.1% to 1.3% for this fiscal year ending March. This is not a significant upward revision and remains low, the BOJ's target. But this is a clear signal that BOJ is leaning towards the view that upward price momentum is spreading. In this sense, an important factor to watch from here is whether the price increases triggered by the cost pass-through will lead to higher wages for winter bonuses and the next year's spring wage negotiations. We don't expect just the yen depreciation itself to lead the BOJs to change the policy, which Governor Kroda has strongly insisted time to time, but the spread of upward price momentum will eventually prompt the policy change. So if real interest rates fall as inflation expectations rise, the BOJ will need to discuss whether the degree of the monetary accommodation is appropriate. Although there is still some distance to go before the actual policy change, I still believe that this change in the inflation outlook signals a gradual shift in the BOJ's policy stance. I see. Thank you, Fujita-san. So um, I, I would like to ask something about Japanese macroeconomy. The Japanese government and the people are still very cautious about COVID-19. We are still cu- counting the number of the new cases every day, and everyone is wearing masks. In the meantime, new cases of infections are rising significantly again. What is the implication for Japanese economy from this? Yes, um, Japan's incoming data has yet to indicate material weakening in the domestic economy, but the surge in infection cases since early July prompted us to modestly lower our third quarter growth forecast. As you said, also government has indicated no plan to impose business and behavioral restrictions unless it becomes necessary to protect the medical system. It has postponed the expansion of the travel subsidy program from July to most likely September, I think. So, so we now expect increasing people's concern likely will curb the expected improvement in business and consumer sentiment. But we still expect Japan to achieve above potential growth in the second half for several unique reasons. Let me list the reasons. Number one, 
Japan's economically opening has lagged behind that of US and Euro area, and there is still room for recovery. And number two, price pressures are spreading even in Japan, but consumer price inflation remains low and it can be easily offset the elevated household saving ratio. Number three, Japan's production activity has remained sluggish due to the prolonged supply bottleneck. But with the lifting of China's lockdown, the constraints are expected to ease in coming months. Number four, CapEx momentum, which had long been weak under the pandemic, had started to rebound. Number five, the last, but this is probably the most important factor, but Japan's fiscal and monetary policy remains very accommodative, different from others. This is a critical difference from other countries. With these reasons, we expect the drug caused by the rising infection to be limited during the summer months and the underlying recovery to continue towards the year end. I see. Yeah, thank you very much. Very interesting, Krista-san. Thank you. So now I'd like to go back to the BOJ's monetary policy and its implication for the Japanese government bonds market. Yamaki-san, the BOJ is stubbornly maintained its YCC, which is yield curve control policy. But foreign investors seem to expect that the BOJ will eventually change monetary policy and continue to sell JGB. The next monetary policy meeting is two months away. What kind of developments do you expect in the next two months in Japan raised market? Uh, thank you, Sir Sixen. Uh, the one, one of the main theme uh, in the JGB market over the uh, next few weeks uh, will be the foreigners short covering. Uh, foreign investors have increased uh, short positions uh, since the beginning of this year uh, across different markets. Uh, yesterday, uh, the JSDA JGB transaction data came out and uh, it showed uh, foreigners net sold uh, 4.6 trillion yen of long term JGBs. That alone uh, is a a significant number, uh, but if you look at the uh, total amount net selling between March and June, uh, foreigners uh, net sold more than uh, 9 trillion yen uh, of long-term JGBs. But surely uh, this number illustrates uh, the degree of uh, degree by uh, which foreigners are spe uh, skeptical uh, of the continuity of YCC, but more Importantly, uh, this tells us the potential size of short covering that might be ahead of us. Uh, foreigners have likely started to cover short uh, in recent weeks uh, as the uh, Minister of Finance weekly transaction data that came out yesterday uh, indicated that uh, the foreigners net purchased a little over uh, 2 trillion yen uh, of intermediate uh, long-term JGBs. However, uh, the clearly, uh, this is still a long way to go. The similarly, uh, in the JGB futures market, uh, they have uh, built uh, short positions. Uh, in swap market, uh, the paying swap uh, was a common trade. The, we are also closely monitoring developments uh, in these two markets, the, especially uh, given that uh, foreigners are dominant players. Uh, to sum up, uh, the next two months are, the, uh, are expected to be uh, somewhat calm, and uh, we are unlikely to see a major bearish catalyst. So uh, we, we should closely uh, track foreign, uh, for foreign investors' uh, positioning uh, as it may uh, put strong downward pressure uh, on JGB yield in coming months. Uh, so, uh, Sasuke-san, uh, the Dalian has risen to uh, 139 uh, for the first time in 24 years uh, since uh, 1998, and uh, uh, the 
BOJ didn't change uh, monetary policy. So uh, do you expect that uh, the yen uh, continue to decline uh, even uh, from current historical cheap level? Yes, uh, I think there is a risk that the yen will continue to decline, which means the yen will continue to rise even from here. I think there are two important factors for the weaker yen. The first is the widening trade deficit. JP Morgan forecasts uh, Japan's trade deficit will exceed 11 trillion yen in this year. It is a deficit of 2% of GDP and the largest trade deficit ever recorded. The sharp yen depreciation in the early stage of Abenomics in 2013 to 2014 was also driven by a rapidly widening trade deficit in the background. The trade deficit may increase in the coming months as it will lack the rise in crude oil prices which may put up a downward pressure on the yen in coming months. In addition to that, the, uh, and the related to the trade deficit, not only European countries, but Japan is also facing the problem of natural gas import from Russia. Japan relies on imports for most of the liquid uh, natural gas demand, and 9% of them is from Russia. If Russia, uh, Stops, uh, stops exporting LNG to Japan, uh, Japan's import amount may increase more than 2 trillion yen. And the other factor which may cause the further yen weakness is the uh, aggressive interest rate hikes by central banks around the world. It is possible that so-called yen carry trade in which investors sell low-yield currency and buy high-yield currencies will become more active. What is important for the carry trade is the uh, short-term interest rate differential. And since the short-term interest rate differential is expected to widen further in the coming months, the yen carry trade may become more active in the future, leading to overall weakness in the yen. Probably some of you remember so-called Mrs. Watanabe. It was actually the Japanese retail investors who act actively traded yen through FX margin trading. They were basically selling yen and bought high-yield currency to earn carry. ECB hiked their policy rate by 50 base point and ex ex exited from negative policy rate. And the Fed is expected to hike 75 base point in the coming FOMC. The short-term rate gap between Japan and the rest of the world will continue to widen, which will make the yen carry trade active in coming months or quarters. So I think there are still uh, risks that the yen to decline further. Now, I would like to ask about Japan's equity market, Nishara-san. Uh, April to June quarter earnings season, uh, earnings seasons will start soon. What do you expect from the earnings announcements and what is your view on Japan's equity market? Thank you, Sasaki-san. Uh, we expect companies' April to June result will be firm relative to guidance due to conservative company guidance. Net profit is estimated to decline 3% for Japanese corporates. Companies have not yet factored the yen depreciations into their assumptions. Companies assume the exchange rate is 119 yen per US dollar, according to the July Bank of Japan Tankan survey. And looking at that stock, uh, stock price tends, uh, trends over the past 10 years, high progress towards full-year guidance stocks tend to outperform 
after the April to June earnings seasons. So we'd like to focus on the sectors. The one uh, first, the domestic reopening related sectors, such as hotels, dining, and transportation. In those sectors, earnings progress toward the full year guidance is expected to be high. And second, the exchange rate sensitive sectors such as shipping, air transportation, mining, and insurance. In those sectors, the yen's depreciation is expected to have positive impact on earnings, although business conditions are difficult due to high low material costs and supply constraints. And third, automobile, transportation, logistics are likely to have high progress towards full year guidance. This is because the gap between the company's initial guidance and the consensus is large among those sectors. Finally, I'd also like to discuss the effect of the yen's depreciation on corporate earnings. Market consensus estimates remain strong. Um, EPS, 10 percentage year-on-year growth, compared with conservative company guidance, as I said, net profit, 3 percentage year-on-year decrease. So looking at past periods of yen depreciations, uh, a one percentage depreciation of the yen has resulted in a 0.8 percentage point increase in corporate EPS in our calculations. I think the consensus forecast assumes an exchange rate in the range of 125 to 130 yen per USD. So assuming 130 yen, EPS would be boosted by seven percentage point. With guidance for three percentage negative growth, more than half of the market's current 10 percentage EPS growth forecast provides a large buffer, even in the event that EPS gradually devalues in the future. Great, thank you. Uh, thank you all for sharing your views and thank you everyone for listening in. This communication is provided for information purpose only. Please refer to JP Morgan research reports related to its content for more information, including important disclosures. 2022 JP Morgan Chase and Company, all rights reserved. This episode was recorded on July 22, 2022.